we just pray and we do we thank you Lord and 
And we thank you that praise and, and worship is not the having the perfect words to say. It's just saying what God says and believing what God has already spoken. If you've not been positive this morning, we just gave you the outline to pick up your day, pick up your moment, pick up your life, praise to ever be on your lips. You just don't have anything good to say, praise God. Just praise Him and lift up your voice and lift up your heart. Say, God, I, I praise you. I thank you. The very fact that I'm alive to even say it is worth giving you praise and giving you glory. I know my situation, but I also know my God greater than my situation. Lord, help me to be, help me to talk about my God this morning. Help me to worship about God this morning and not my circumstances. My praise will be ever be on my lips. And Father, we just, we honor you with the act of worship. We honor you with the attitude of worship, Lord. We honor you, Lord God, because you are God and you love us, Father. And I just thank you, Lord, that we put our mind on you. We just begin to just consume and saturate our mind to make sure that we come out and speak praise. It's easy to gossip. It's easy to complain. Lord God, but it is an act of worship to praise you, to bless you, to fellowship with you. Our family and our loved ones would, would love it. If we learn to praise you, we'd learn to give praise to them. Maybe we're so negative toward those we love because we don't know how to be positive toward the one who first loved us. Lord, change, 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 change the way I see things. Change it, Jesus. I haven't been nice to my family, haven't been nice to my loved ones, haven't been nice to my situation, and I realize I haven't responded to the one who loves me. I haven't responded to the greatest love of all, how dangerous of a place for the rest of the family to be able to look and see. Man, if they can't give it to God, I don't stand a chance. But I receive, and we receive healing this morning in our mindset that I'm going to give it to you, God, so I'll have it to give it to them, God. And I'm going to give it to you, God, so I'll have it to give back into this world to be a blessing. And Father, we just receive that. But as you're praying, your, your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, I want you to just pray and, 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 and be in agreement with us. As I told our, our, our little team meeting, our group team on Friday night, I just believe, uh, I believe this morning, I told them I was excited about praying this, that, that the leaking has stopped here at, at our church, and the leaking has stopped. And it's like the woman, and we're going to preach about this lady, the woman with the issue of blood, and when she pulled from God... It said it dried up. She wasn't leaking anymore. And I believe that the word that you hear and the word that you get, it won't leak anymore. And the good thing that you get from God, it won't leak out anymore. And the very mind of Christ that you hear from God, it won't leak out anymore. You won't be leaky anymore. And I was so excited about this worship time to know that here the leaking has stopped. 
that God has called us to draw and pull from him that says no, no, no more leaking, that when our children hear that word, it won't leak out of them because of peer pressure at school. And it won't leak out of them because of things that they come around. And it won't leak out of us because of circumstances. When God said he'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, it will not leak out of us because of a bill that comes in. And he says, by his stripes we are healed. It will not leak out of me because of pain. I am drawing on the virtue of God. There's no more leaking. If you understand that, when you say to them, I love you and I care for you, it will not leak out again. God has plugged it forever. He's dried up the leaking. I will not leave church and let all of church and let all of God leak out of me. When I get home and act like somebody totally different, no more. And you just lift your hands and just receive. It's not going to leak out. Man, some of you kids about to go to school, and this is the time for you to get a hold of not letting the information that you learn in class not to leak out. The instruction you get from your parents not to leak out. The instruction God gives you not to leak out. God, I don't want to leak out. I'm afraid to, to even love anyone because it just seems to leak out. But in Jesus' name. He's dried up what the doctors couldn't do and what the imagination couldn't do and what the sights couldn't do. God says, you've come to me. they just practicing, but you pull virtue from me. I'm your healer. You're no more leaking. This is not the only place you're going to feel good about God because God is not going to leak out of you again. It is dried up. and You won't have to call on someone to make you feel good. Because you won't have good in you. And you won't recognize the good in you. It isn't that God doesn't lo love you. It's that you don't believe God loves you. And it gets you just to believe that God loves you. You don't have to impress anyone. You don't have to impersonate anyone. I think it's, it's more dangerous that we are impersonating people that are not even saved. They don't even know God and we're impersonating them. And God says, I've made you in my image. You don't have to go shape up for anybody. I've given you the greatest shape of all. You are set up. You are perfect, fearfully, wonderfully made. Don't change your parts. Don't change things. I've set you up specifically for a purpose and a plan. I can't use you if you redecorate yourself. I need you to fit a specific slot, a specific image that's going to complete a puzzle. If you start shaving off and taking off the things of God that I've ordained to fit in a certain place, the picture will never be complete. I will glorify your name every day, every night. This is changing, Lord. Father, I thank you for removing those impersonations. We're removing them right now. Remove them from our children's mind that they'll realize they got an image of Christ to look like. They don't have to follow shadows. I will not impersonate another voice other than God. And the enemy loves to impersonate the voice of God. He loves to impersonate, to tell you about a good thing, but it's not a God thing. And God has said, no, don't ever let the impersonations come out and stand above the real thing. Father, we just receive the real thing.
and believe the real thing. We believe that the hemorrhaging and the leaking has stopped. My faith will not be a day or two long. It'll be forever. My worship will not be a day or two. It'll be forever. My obedience will not be a day or two. It will be forever. My love, my forgiveness is forever. It is not leaking out of me when the song stops and when the service stops. I'm going to go home and love my family, not for a moment, not for a little while, but forever. I'm going to obey you, not for a little while, but forever. I'm going to speak the word of God, not for a little while, but forever. And realize the perspective of God must be met by the persistence of his people. I'll never see what God sees if I quit. I'll never see what God sees if I quit. Lord, I thank you for sustaining power. And we believe it is done in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we want to pray with you if you have any needs in your body or in your life. We want to agree with you. If you're, if you're blessed and everything's in place, that is awesome. There are others who are not. Let's make sure we're continually being in prayer and lifting each other up. Send the power of agreement, right? One of the greatest things that we can give is, is uh, bringing other people's situations into our prayer life, in our prayer time. So we're never, never over. As Paul, the Apostle Paul said, I'm in debt to this world forever in the sense of I need to be believing for someone something at all times it's the power of agreement it is never ever over until you take your last breath somebody needs to be lifted up and man if your life is perfect man great for you there are others that are not so that means that we're not because if you've done it to the least of them you've done it to Jesus even if any one of us are undone we're all undone together if we're all done, we're all done together. So I do want to encourage you, stay in prayer, stay in faith. Amen. Uh, almost text Brother Donnie this morning, almost changed the name of this sermon that to God loves the details, but I didn't. Uh, we're going to call it Alpha and Omega. Everybody knows that means the beginning and the end. And that's who God is. He's the Alpha and Omega. God is the power of our stop and then our go. God will. God has given you as much power to stop as he does give you to go. And a lot of times people ask God where to go, but sometimes God is telling you there's a stop. You're anointed to stop. You're anointed to go. You're anointed to stay. And, so, and sometimes when we are getting in our go mode, we don't even know how to pray the other one. God, tell me what to say. He's probably telling you not to say Okay, so we'll read scripture so, so I don't lose you as a friend. <laughs> Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 through 22. Uh, and so as we prayed earlier during, during worship, if you were here, understand if you had some leaking, it stopped. You are no longer leaking. But here's where it came from. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. But Jesus turned him, turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this verse. And understand that we've received uh, our healing from leaking. From, from questioning our situation and saying maybe I don't have any faith and we've 
just let our mind think our faith has leaked out, but in Jesus' name, it never left. You've given us the measure of faith, so we take the measure of our steps, which are ordered by the Lord, and realizing that, God, you've, you've always had us, and we've always had the power to be overcomers and victorious, and we just receive it together. I thank you, Lord, as we pray before you decrease, you increase, you say what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, left out of some of these verses is the fact that there was thousands of people around Jesus in that little cluster, and, and, and for him to turn around and say that, you know, who touched me, when there's thousands of people around him, who touched me was crazy, you know, and it says, he said, I perceived someone pulling virtue out of me. He said, he said I feel that. Isn't that, a, isn't that crazy that a lot of people can be around God and never touch him? And be right that close. And, and it takes something different than just coming around God or saying, I know about God. Sometimes you have to pull it out of what people are pushing for. And so I love the fact as well, though, she said, within herself. Some of the most conversations we have is not with other people. The greatest conversation we have is with ourselves, right? And she said, within her Self, I am going to have a conversation within myself, which is a tough place to have a conversation because that's where you know all your dirt. That's where you know how messed up you are. And that's the toughest place to talk is within yourself because you know you've, when you've messed up. It's easy to tell other people how great you are because they don't know how great you are when you're not around them. <laughs> right? And so they really do. But you know how fake you are. And so it's tough to talk about how great you are when you know how fake you are. And so it's rough in that moment. To say that, but God says, I still require you to say it. And so he's saying in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And I believe a lot of times our words don't mean anything because we are so busy talking about ourselves so we can't prosper because we're a weapon against ourselves. This is great preaching. So like, hey, friend, I knew you were going to be here today because you're always here. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. So if you talk down about yourself, you just formed against yourself. And the greatest commandment of all is love the Lord thy God with all their heart, all their soul, and all their might. And love thy as you love your. But if you talk against yourself, you're now become unprosperous to love even your neighbor, who you claim you love all people. I just want to help you. Thank you for telling us we were at a hospital because we're going to open up some wounds, get some salt in there, and we're going to get some alcohol in there, right? Some uh, rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Peroxide. <laughs> We're going to clean it. <laughs> salt purifies. Salt also stings. Right? And a lot of us like salt on our stuff. We love salt on our fries. We love it. Salt tastes good. Salt tastes good. So if, it, if you get it in the wrong place, salt is not good. So when things are beyond your control and words cannot explain them, we better know how to speak within ourselves. See, because I don't know how to explain how we're going through what we're going through, but I know how to speak within myself about the God who's gone through with me, right? I can't explain why this is not happening. I can't explain why a, a child would get abused, but I can say within myself, I do know how to pray. Cannot explain why people who would hear the word of God and not follow it, that doesn't make sense to me, but I do know within myself to speak the word only. I do have to say that. I do have to say, I don't know what happened to my child at age 13, but I do know within myself that I'm raising a godly seed, and they'll never turn from it. Train them up in a way that they should go. They'll never train from God. Power 
the, is the power of our stop and our go. And so we have Jesus' name, say his name, to, to make situations bow down before we have a breakdown. So before you break down about nothing's ever going to go right, tell that thing to bow down to the God who is right. So like I got God, and it says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. I refuse to bow down or break down until I make this thing bow down. Then I'm not going to break down. Then I'm going to get up and worship God. Amen? Mark eleven twenty three says, Say to the mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart. But believe those things which you say and pray. You shall have whatsoever you say. You shall have whatsoever you pray. And that means that you can say something to a physical mountain. Can a mountain hear you? No, it cannot. It is physical. Cannot hear you. This thing cannot hear me. Physically, but it can't hear my faith. And that's what we were talking about on Friday. Friday, uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, Miss Pam and Brother Donnie, who, and we're all, and all, many of us were here, but in that conversation, we had about our strengths. And uh, so one of the things that we got to understand what we need from each other was he, Donnie and I envy each other's strength and in the right way. In the right way. So he started out and he says, yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, one of my, in his strength or weakness or whatever we were talking about and one of those things about, you know, one of the things we need to get strong. And he was like, you know, you know, you're this pastor who runs and do these physical things around the church. And I, I'm just like, I want to be there. I want to feel stronger and empowered about helping and being a part of that. And I'm thinking, I want that peace that you have. When I come to you and these knuckleheads are acting stupid and you go, let's just love them and tell them to come. And when God is telling me to go and I'm wanting to go all gorilla and you're like, no, man, you know, we're going to bless them and we're going to bring them. And I'm like, where does that go? Where where does that? I don't have that. I don't have one of those that's patient and sit back there and and God says, check with Brother Donnie. And I'm like, no. And look whose name is out there. And God says, yeah, God, mine, go ask Brother Donnie what he thinks. And he's got that strength, oh, you know. And not disrespectful, he's never yelled, he's never, not to me, not at me. Well, I brought the godly thing to him, and he just said, now, you know, let's, and I'm like, oh, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. He was going to go the other way. I don't even know why I bother asking him. And while I'm jogging around here, he has the strength to maintain and not make someone feel unwanted. But I don't want them. <laughs> he does. In fact, there have been people that have called me, and I've given them his number. You call him. He's got the ability to do what I can't do right now. And that's why it takes the whole body to be the church. The whole body. Ms. Rita has that. Loving, hugging in people in public. And they see him, and you know, they just fake as a $7 bill. Hey! And she just loves on him. And I'm like, if I had a knife, I would stab you. Look, I love how, I love how y'all get so judgmental, as if y'all wouldn't do the same thing. I, I love it. I love it. Ooh, what a pastor. Ooh. And I'm just thinking, you lied on me. You told everybody I was drunk on 6th Street. Yeah, I want to stab you. Yes, I do. Could we not get this thing and see her face? Like, no, and, and that's just within. I know y'all don't want to admit you have those feelings. Don't. It's okay. 
it's okay for you to lie in church. It's not okay for me to lie in church. And, and I love that. That's a strength. That's a power. And a lot of times we look at what people got powerful outside, and they really ain't that strong at all. See, because under pressure, if we don't have that, we break a lot of things. I would break a lot of things. Without that, that'd be some broken china at the house. And what's cool is that they say the first part to recovery and healing is admitting. And what I'm noticing in here, I'm admitting and y'all are not. And that's okay. That's okay. But I ain't bleeding no more. And so we were talking about that on Friday night. I thought, man, what a, what a, what a great time. We only made it through one chapter, so I don't even want to hear it. Don't even judge, so whatever. But we got to help each other in understanding the relationship of God has for us. God has for us. We're not all the same, right? Some of us are loud. Some of us are peaceful. Some of us are quiet. We need you, okay? We need you. I, when he started into that, I was like, Ugh. And you know when God has brought you to a specific puzzle that completes you. That completes you. Right? It didn't bring you everything to act like you. If everything acted like you, that would be bad. If he brought all the same, you love all the same stuff, you like to do all the same thing, there ain't no variety in you. You got the same flower. Can't nobody smell that. In fact, some of us who have allergies don't even want to be around it. So, I thought about that, and I thought about how God connects us, how he brings us and completes us and not puts us in a position to compete with one another. I can't compete with his patience. Hmm. It's not a competition. It's a, it's a route. It's a landslide. Right? If we ever got into a race, he'd just say, let's run the race of patience. Over. Physically, yeah, I got to run it. But he'd go, hey, we ain't doing that one. Let's do the patience race. Nope. Nope, not doing it. My game, my rules. <laughs> do that. But he says, say to the mountain, be there, move there, cast into the sea. But physically, the mountain can't hear you. But, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the mountain has to move because you are not speaking by what it can hear and understand human sin audibly. But it has no choice but to respect a faith message spoken from within. So I can go scream at something that can't hear me, but when I speak from within, that thing has to move, right? A lot of people talk a good game, but without the gear of that game, without shifting what they talked about, it never changes. That's how we have Bibles but no life to go with them. We can carry them, but they don't carry us. The crowds of people are typical of how the church wants to push for their wants and miss out on a great opportunity to pull from what God, from, from God what they need daily. I'm going to be pushy with God, and I'm going to push this, because God, this is what I deserve, and I'm pushing, and God says, I, this is not the time to push. You should be pulling for faith and pulling, but I deserve this by now, and you begin pushy, and it's like a bully. Become pushy in church about, God, what you owe me. You're breathing, you paid. You covered. 
and it's, and it's all matched up, right? And we're pushy, and it's like, I deserve this, and I deserve this, and we're just pushing, and God, you said in your word, it's like, almost like, 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 like you a hitman. Or a spiritual goon. Goon. I don't know why I went all <laughs> goon. I don't know, English on y'all for a minute. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Let's just read another verse. Luke 11. There's 11 through 13. You know, desperately I am trying not. It just, even since it happened, to burp on stage. It just, I can't let it go. And it's every day I'm coming up here thinking, have I emptied out everything? Okay, just thought I'd let y'all know that, and that's why I'm choppy. Luke 11, verse 11 through 12 says this, 13. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, that is a father, that means that there are people that are going to ask you that ain't your father. They didn't say that they asked their child, their father. He asked any of you that is a father. So a lot of times people think, well, go ask your own dad, but God may have put you in place to be a father for that one. Will he give him a stone? Hey, I want some bread. Here's a rock. Eat it. Or if he asks a fish, will he, for a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Those are verses you don't even need to add none to it. We are, but you don't need to. Sometimes we think we're better parents than God. Sometimes we take our our kids to places other than to God. He says, you wouldn't do them wrong, so if you bring them to me, I'm certainly not going to do them wrong. Present them to me. We do that even with our finances. Well, let me take it to the movies. Before I take, well, let me not say movies because people think that's personal. Let me take it to dinner rather than give it to God. As if he can't feed you more than cheddars. I'm, I really am working on staying away from the movies because I think I, 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 I bully that situation. And really, that's a spiritual thing I'm working on that for me needs to stop momentarily. I... I believe it is crazy to think, and this is what I, here's what I believe. I believe that it's crazy to think that God loves us so much that he doesn't care about what we do. Isn't that crazy? That's what people think. God loves me so much, he don't care. What parent loves you? You love your kid that much, you don't care what they're doing? Isn't that, isn't that wild? Do y'all hear that? Oh, it's okay. God loves me. It's okay if I'm doing this. God loves me. And right about, <laughs> right about now, when I even got this quote at the gym sweating, which God speaks to you while you're running, by the way, or walking, and you have to stop and his deal. How dare you call me on my music device while I'm trying to write down a note from Jesus? And you could tell my frustration that day. I was trying to write a note, and you called, I was like, I'm going to forget it. And I was trying to be short, and Ms. Rachel was asking me questions that I needed to answer. And I think you had asked me the night before, and if I would have answered, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? And I thought, Ugh. So when, before I was about to get mad, he goes, God was like, she was trying to ask this from you last night, but you was busy. So even though you're getting this great word from me right now, and you're running, you need to answer these questions. 
Okay, so what if I don't remember then? Okay, it's going to be on you then, God. I know y'all don't say that to Jesus. Only me. Only a horrible pastor. You know, and I hopefully, when y'all walk out of here, at least y'all say y'all are better than me. At least you say that, right? Uh, and, and it's about disorder. Disorder. If I hang up on this reading and say, well, I'm getting something from God, and he'd be like, no, you're not. You're about to get something from something. Because you had your chance. Now, let's get things in order this time. He was saying it. She was talking to me, and I have, she was explaining. He said, now, if you don't listen, she's going to have to call you right back. I'm sweaty. I'm on the treadmill. And you remember from this conversation, I'm like, so I stopped altogether, right? He, God is, is, is the power of our stop. He says, stop. You've interrupted your own morning. Then nobody else interrupted this but you. Because if you'd have listened yesterday, you wouldn't have to deal with it today. You interrupted your own morning. So ain't nobody messed up your morning but you. And so he gave me that, and he says, I, and, and this is one of the things I believe, that, that God loves us so much, he doesn't care about how we live. And it is the little things that gets people off track, not the big things. We know when there's a demon coming. If a demon popped up out of here, now some of y'all may run, but if it popped up out of here, we would know, like, cast that out, <laughs> right? But if it's a small thing, a thing we just say it ain't that bad thing, one of them ain't that bad, right? Your child is not cursing you out, which they wouldn't live, but your child's not cursing you out. But if they don't go get empty the trash immediately, they are planting seeds of delay that were to the point they won't do it at all. It ain't a bad thing, but it ain't the thing you told them to do, right? You told them to get up and do it, right? And so people go, well, God loves me anyway. You hear that? And God's like, you're saying I want you to have something that I don't want in your life because it's little? I'm, I'm, I love you so much, I don't care about little things in your life. It's not who he is, right? Neither are we. You don't let your people hang around with a little bad friend or give them a little bit of drugs, right? You know, just a little bit. I ain't going to hurt them if you give them a little bit. I know it was a struggle when they was little, right, not to want to give them NyQuil. You, it was, you might have hit them some, some with some Benadryl when you found out that put them to sleep. But not now, right? Not now. So why would we think God is okay with it? Why now? Once we get older. It's okay. God loves me. He doesn't care. That's not love. It's not love at all. In fact, the kids we've met whose parents that are not around and don't care what they do are usually the kids who feel unloved the most. And that parent who kids say, they were strict on me, but I know they loved me. Right? They were, it was here, but I knew that they loved me. Right? I knew they loved, I knew they fight me out the door, but I knew they loved me. I knew they loved me. I might have did my own thing, but they were swinging all the way out. <laughs> right? But you can't respect that one that just sits back and watch you die. And watch you get in a bad relationship after bad relationship with not ever speaking up. God knows the very hairs on our head, some of us easier than others, 
and there's even more detail about what we do daily. If he knows, wh- why would he take the term, time to know all the hairs? And some of y'all, it'd take a minute to learn all the hairs on y'all's head. I mean, you know, Geneva, he probably, I mean, that's, you probably got a full set of angels just sitting there like, oh, I'm going to go through this today. <laughs> Me? He probably got people that don't even, yeah, he good. He, eight. <laughs> Double digits, then went to 10 today. Yeah, he, he went through all that detail, but now he don't care what you listen to. But now he don't care where you go out to. He don't care who you bring into your life. Because he loves me. I got the grace of God. No, you got the grace of stupid. It is not. That's not apparent. A good parent, and y'all understand why God has to deal with me differently than he did with you. I have to run all my out. He can patient his in. He's got um, his patient. That was the most powerful miracle at Miss Rita. <laughs> She's turning into her mother. Miracle, and I talked about that. I thought it was so powerful from what our little triangle deal get out of each other. In that message about, she's like, well, we got Miss Pam and Brother Don, and there are other people there, don't get me wrong, but how that worked. So she could see how that's working for us. See that? I thought, wow, you know, that's cool. She's there and, and scary, but she's there and she knows stuff. Okay, so he knows all the hair on your head. Okay, a good parent cares about what their kids hear, see, and especially do. Correct? All right, amen. Uh, Eve got caught up in the little thing, didn't she? It wasn't a big thing. Eve didn't go chop down the tree. She only got one fruit off the tree. And we don't know, what it, we don't know if it was an apple. We know people go with that, but we don't even know that, right? That's all it was, just a little fruit. Just a little sleep. Just a little time. Just a little bit, not much. And I don't want the whole tree. I don't even want a branch. I just want fruit off the, I just want to disobey a little bit. Right? And because it won't kill me or it won't send me to hell. That's the modern day one. Surely you know you won't go to hell if you do a little bit. I remember, gosh, full disclosure, doing a little bit <laughs> of <laughs> before Jesus. Before Christ. Everybody, everybody say before Jesus. It's on tape, okay? So if anybody goes saying things, you knew this was before God. I remember doing a little bit of PCP with marijuana. <laughs> but it's a strong hallucinogenic. And I remember seeing the full thing of my uncle who caught me in the hallway who was completely on PCP. And now I was turning into the thing I hated. That was the longest high of my life. I got sick that night. Just from a little bit. Not much. Just from a little bit. I want to be all the way God. I don't want to get to heaven and then have to scrape off the mold like you have to do bread that you, huh? Right. We don't scrape off mold. See, some of these full disclosure, and y'all calling me now. Y'all just tell, keep talking now. Keep going. Y'all going to get me. I'm going to start to look a little bit better to the folks in a minute. Eve got caught up in the little thing that wouldn't send her to hell. It wouldn't send her to hell. It wouldn't kill her. It wasn't going to kill her. 
but I, it did change the course for all of humanity. Right? It didn't send her to hell, but it messed the rest of it up. Right? Now people got to die. Now ladies got to be in months pregnancy for nine months and then have the baby. I believe Eve was out there having kids every morning. Just because it had to become difficult, how could it become hard if it was not, if it, if it, was, if it was already hard, it would have been hard. I think she's walking, oh, we're having a baby. And I think they would just, rice, there's a kid. I'm just, I'm not saying that's biblical, I'm just telling that's a possibility. Why would he make it difficult? She may not ever have a stomach. Adam knew her kid. <laughs> Read the Bible. It's a good book. It says every time he knew her, there was a child. And you know what new is, no is. And if you don't know what no is, find out what no is. Intimacy. Intimacy. I know you. The three gnomes running around or something. If I'm going to go down, I'm taking all of y'all with me. <laughs> there you go. If she could leave right now, it would happen. Thank you for hanging on to me, honey. I'm your man. God is, a <laughs> God is about the walk, especially when the destination has already been settled. He's already settled our destination. It's heaven. Why not just walk like heaven? All right? Miss Rita found a sandwich that I hadn't had in years. Found it Wednesday night. She loves, she loves to give surprises. I, th- I think there's in between surprises and, and then uh, what is that other thing? The other word, not surprises, but gosh, she loves surprises. I'll think of the other word in a minute. But she loves doing that. And she goes, wait till you get home. I said, what are we eating for dinner, which is a big thing on Wednesday night? She goes, I got something for you. Good. So, so Bennigan's, I don't know if you guys have been here long enough. Remember Bennigan's? This place used to be open. I used to love their Count of Money Cristo sandwich. And it's a de- oh, see y'all know. Look, 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 look. We ain't amen all day, but we're gonna talk about counting money Christo and we'll get a Oh yes, thank you, Jesus. And I thought that sandwich was gone forever. What they do is it's a club sandwich, it's cut up and then deep fried. And they give you jelly to eat your sandwich. This ain't on my diet. This one against everything. I could feel the grease running up in my body, the jelly all over my body. It was greasy. It was, I didn't even have to put lotion on the next morning. It was, I was, it was, I was oiled up. My legs didn't even hurt. I was going on. I was like, oh my goodness, joints was loosened up. It was grease. It was the best sandwiches ever. I ate two of them. Dipped them in the jelly. Oh, yeah. Thank you for making me look better than what I was. It, it, it wasn't healthy, but she found something that I wanted that I hadn't had. And I didn't even have to tell her. She just heard me talking about it for years. I didn't say anything about it that week, that night. I haven't even said it about it this year. But, you know, when God puts you with somebody that's dedicated to you, he'll put them in remembrance of you at all times. If you get connected to the wrong one, they only think about you even when it's your day. <laughs> it's my birthday, honey. Well, you made it. <laughs> Glad you're here. <laughs> She brought this sandwich home. I shared it with my kids. I told them about the history of this sandwich and me and this sandwich together, and they ate it. And we all fellowship together. And miracles start trying to figure out what was in that dip, that jelly. We're not always about buying stuff. We try to figure out how they made it. We want to make our own jar of jelly. Just stick your hand in there and just eat it. 
right? It, and so, so but, but then, and even back to the verse, is about that God is about making your journey good instead of just talking about when I get to heaven. And that's why some people ain't doing anything for God today. They're just waiting to die. Like, they sh- the, the, the dash is already in place. They stopped living at 20. Dash. Just waiting to die. Right? Isn't that crazy? Just waiting to die. Here, here, here. I think, I think it's good. We're going to walk with God. In Mark chapter 13, verse 13, and you shall be hated of all men. Isn't that a great verse? For my name's sake. You will be hated. It's amazing how many Christians are trying to get someone to be their friends when the Bible is saying they're not going to like you because you're saved <laughs> or because you're honest. You tell them the truth. I hate you, but I don't know any other way to talk to you. What do you think about this? I think it's bad for you. I think for you to keep doing the same thing over and over, knowing it's stupid, it makes you now, therefore, that. And then you get judged for being judgmental. They ask you of your opinion, and you gave them your truth. Right? Okay. Okay, so whenever you are, and that, that's cool, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Who's going to be saved? The endures, right? The endures. You've got to endure to the end. And how many of you have seen some people quit enduring because they became undone? They start doing some other things, and so they stop enduring. They don't even go to God anymore. They don't go to church anymore. And we just talked about being incomplete, so if he goes missing, and God will recover me, but that's a spot. That's a spot. So endure to the end, he shall be saved. So whenever, whenever you are using a large wrench or tool, you ever guys ever use a large wrench or tool, especially with Scott? And to get the most strength out of it, where, where do you got to be on that tool, Scotty? If it's a long wrench, where do you need to be on a tool? At the, at the end, don't you? To get your most leverage, Right? Right, the most leverage. You need to be at the end. And in order for us to get leverages over the things that are tight in our life and struggling, we need to live like we at the end. We need to live about our end. What's our end? Heaven. I'm going to be with Jesus forever. So live like heaven every day. I don't need to live in the middle. I can live at the end. In order for me to unloosen my kids from a, a gang situation, a drug situation, I need to get my heaven at the end and start cranking on the tool that I got, which is my prayer, my faith, and quit trying to do something in the middle of something that was worth not that much leverage. I'm going to get at the end because I know Jesus, and I've read the end of the book, and I know that we win and we go to heaven, so I'm going to get at the end so I can loosen them from that situation, because if, I be, <laughs> if I'm bound in heaven and I'm loose in heaven, I'm going to be loose here on earth, but sometimes we're trying to get in the middle and stop and start trying to push from something we don't have any leverage with, and we, Daniel just said it. We stripped the thing we're trying to loosen. And there are a lot of stripped kids that, that's, that's, not, that's not good vocabulary. And you have to be here to know what we're talking about, because if you just listen to that piece, uh, CPS comes. But, but what we're talking about <laughs> is that we leave their points in place. And they're, they're tight in their disobedience. And they're tight in their disrespect. And it's because we're trying to push from a middle without using the ending. We're the tool where we're most strong. It's at the very end of that thing. You got more leverage. There ain't nothing too tight for God. All right? You go to your ending. What's my ending? Heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Quit trying to do something without the ending in mind. 
Quit getting caught up in things with, that doesn't recognize your ending. Wow. Well, I'm traveling today, so I don't need a whole lot of friends to talk to you. The same is true with our life. We've got to be able to do it. Problems can distract our focus so much that we will live like we don't have a greater ending than our current circumstance. So a believer's life should reflect the ending, not the middle of their situation. Okay, so a bunch of verses I'm going to read to you, and this is my last set of verses I'm going to read to you, then then you get to go and and, and talk about how great your day is. Okay? And, And so... In the midst of this woman with the issue of blood. And, and then I recommend you go back to, gosh, i got to remember which sermon it is, but I'll get it about from Pastor Stephen Furtick, okay, which I, I think is just a great, I don't know, I just like it. It's a resource, a great tool. And I got it from Jackie, who, who you know, when somebody gives you ministry stuff, try to receive it. It's amazing how I can receive ministry stuff from folks, and it blesses me because uh, and then, you know, I can give it out and wonder if anyone's ever even heard it. But at the same point, it's a great, great resource for you to keep, continue growing in God. Okay, because you can't grow on what you don't know. So in this verse, this goes along with the lady with the issue of blood. While he was going to uh, heal this man's daughter, who we're going to talk about, the one with the issue of blood stopped him. It's about distraction. Stop the distraction is what he said. And sometimes we have to determine what the distraction is. You have to discern the distraction. That's what he said. Jesus was a great discerner of distraction. And sometimes we don't know how to discern distraction because we think it's something that we need in our life when it's really just a distraction from us getting things done. Okay, okay, there, there we go. Got all that. Okay, now Mark 5, 35 through 41 says, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue how certain which said, Thy daughter's Thy daughter is dead. And this is when Jesus, when I read to you guys in Mark 9, 22, when he had just told her, your faith has made you whole. While Jesus was saying that, one of his people, one of uh, uh, Jairus' people came to him and said, thou troublest thou master any further. Don't mess with him. As soon as Jesus heard that, because his daughter was dead, is what they told him. Quit bothering Jesus. Your daughter's dead. Jesus, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. How many people get mad if you tell them that? Something bad happens in their life. Only believe. I hate you. You can't tell me to believe. And like, okay, well then, awesome. I hope you make it. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And that's, that's pretty cool, too, because everybody can't follow you. Not all your Christian friends really believe. It was 12, but he only took three. And he cometh to, that's why you don't call everybody when stuff go in your life. He, and he cometh, because you already do it. He cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the, t- the tumult. And then that, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. So if you're on that passage and go back and study, and I go back and read this, they used to hire professional weepers. People coming there strictly for crying. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> read the Greek. These were professionals. We don't have enough tears here. We need you to come in and bring some. Really? You see this? This is what happens. They have hired professional weepers. That's why they could go from crying to laughing. Because if you really hurt at a funeral, and I know I've buried plenty, we never went from crying to laughing. There ain't nothing in the world that could make that happen. 
But if you're just there for professionalism, we got some professional believers. I know, I, I put a bow tie on, I think it's too tight. Is that what's happening? Because there's a lot of plaid, and, and I'm really not mean, I'm just saying, get the real life around you. And he said to them, he said all that, and they laughed at him. You imagine that? She just sleep. <laughs> that girl dead. And he said, but when he had put them all out, sometimes we put up with people that laugh at our faith, and we should be putting people out that laugh at our faith. We put up with them. Should be putting them out. And he that and he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and then and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. Uh, and he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, uh, Talitha kum, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto you, unto thee, arise. So he knew if he took the mom, he took the dad, they're going to believe. And then he took the believers that he brought with him. And it's amazing, why would I connect with someone who won't believe like I believe or serve God like I serve? Right? And we, that's what we were talking about was how you and I, we met at the water fountain. But really, and we were talking about how our relationship was. Our relationship was, if she ain't serving God, we ain't seeing each other. And vice versa. We know, we know, you, we know what your criteria was. <laughs> you, you weren't the problem of hearing. I had to have all that stuff in place. So she was greeting, I was ushering, and we were praying and believing God. And, and we were talking about stars at first sight, because that didn't happen. Because we'd been seeing each other at church, and nobody stars, and nothing happened until the night at World of Pentecost that worship, and we held hands, and worship is when we had some flash of stars. It was during a worship time when we held hands. We were just standing by each other. We held hands, and that's when it was like, dun 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 It was fireworks. It's the hold of my hand. It was dark. It was in worship, though. We didn't need a special song. We had worship. God was there. So he lit it up within us. You know, you've known us so long. <laughs> you've known us so long. You just, but I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna gratify why you're laughing correctly, by the way, because you already know what I'm about to do. But I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. So be our little children are left for dead when parents keep wrong relationships if they would have let them people stay in the room his daughter never would have got up a lot of times it's adults keep people in their lives that they because they're lonely and their kids are dying now again it, it's tough because uh the next few places I got to go to is number one, uh, we got some suicides that we're going to be recovering from, and we got some people that are going to be recovering from. So we got to deal with the adults. So, so I, I'm, I'm just telling you, not everybody can stay. They got to go. Relationships that hinder their faith. Number one, it don't necessarily hinder it because they never were faith-filled people to start with. So you never could bring them in the room. that hinder their faith instead of helping them believe. So 
What we are willing to leave will determine the faith we're going to have left. What we're willing to leave will determine the faith that we're going to have left. Alpha and beginning and the God is the power of our stop and our amen. Bow your heads. Let's pray because you are officially ready to be prayed for so you can go. Now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, and we're praying for you because, you know, the dying needs to stop. Dying needs to stop. Hurting needs to stop. Brokenness needs to stop. And we thank God in this room that we love each other and what God has called us to complete one another. What may not seem like the perfect completion to you is God's completion for you. He loves you. It's not even set up in a way that because God's package for you is because it's His will and He wants you set up. So, God, you're my Alpha, you're my Omega, you're beginning and the ending. You're the author and finisher of my faith. We just believe you. We thank you, Lord God. Lord, if there's a door I'm about to enter into that you didn't call me to, stop me. There's a door I need to go through and I'm afraid and fearful and the devil's trying to hinder me. Send me through. Just simple. Be with me, God. Be with me. I want want to be good at this thing. I want to be God at this thing. You're a great parent. You're a great father. I know your love that you have for me, so I'm ready to receive it. And understand, as you said in your word, you only chasten those that you love. You only correct them. So many of us who who want to love and and want to do the right thing and and, and want to be in the presence of God, which is all of us, Lord, we just need to know how sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to know how. Sometimes it's hard to know how to refrain from uh, feeling like we're getting taken advantage of when it's you trying to get us to stretch out and be vulnerable again. Because we know how difficult, you know how difficult that is for a lot of us to trust people and not trust pain so much. And as you're building us through that struggle, we just receive it together. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed and people are praying, if you're in here and you're saying, I don't know Jesus, if I were to die right now, I don't, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. I want to be right with God. And, and, and even beyond just dying, I want to live my next days for God. I want to be able to give that to God. I ain't about just dying. So I even want to change that up. If you're in here and you want to live the next hour, the next minute for Jesus, turned on for God, living it for him, living it fully, They're having a whole full life. We know you're going to live after this prayer. But do you want to live it for God? Say, God, I want to to put you in complete control, put you in charge. I I don't know what it's like to have a loving mother, a loving father. Many people don't even know that. Many people only know abuse. Many people only know of someone not showing love. But Lord, from what I've just read and heard, you love me. You care about small things. You would have showed up to my practice. You would have showed up to my deal. I want want that. I want that. 
that says about eyes are closed, people are praying between you and God and me. Uh, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it down so we can pray over you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. And, and now you're in here and you're just receiving that love of God. Saying, God, I, I don't want to leak anymore. I got someone in my life that cares about me. I don't want to leak. Give me strength not to leak. Give me also, God, give me strength to put people out. I know that don't sound like the Christian thing to do, but I can't afford for my child to die because I'm trying to keep a friend. I can't sacrifice something so great and precious to me. I can't sacrifice my relationship just because I want to make somebody happy. Give me strength, God. This is not my area of expertise. Give me my, give me my Donnie, God. Show me, show me my Miss Pam. Show me my, show me my folks, Lord. It's gonna help me connect the dots and create the picture I need to create. I believe that I'm gonna receive it. Now, Father, I just pray. I thank you just for that word spoken over each and every person here. I believe that there are business opportunity. I believe there's things that are going to happen, that we are going to walk in a boldness and be able to walk and say, God first. Everything else has to come after that. And God first, my family, I know God's going to build us up. I know God is going to restore us. Lord, I refuse to let anything get in the way of what you're trying to resurrect. I got brothers and sisters and family members and children and uncles and aunts that are laying on deathbeds and because I'm trying to keep a crowd with me to keep me company I'm losing the miracle of them getting up and strength to remove the doubters remove those who laughed at my faith laughed at my belief because they saw me in a struggle situation and questioned where my God was Remove me, Lord God, from those areas that would try to get me to get a little bit. That may not kill me, may not send me to hell, but it's messing up the destiny. I remove myself from that because my God is able to do that. Father, I pray for helping us as men that are in this room in the sound of my voice, that, Lord, you're helping us to love and receive nurturing and be loving, be a blessing, removing some just rough edges so that we learn how to talk, hear, and respond. That you are blessed in this place and blessed in this church. I thank you for a church that has ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say, greater than anything I could ever say. Lord, we honor you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. <laughs> well, we 